You're listening to the Gonzo Gaming Audio Articles. I'm Alex Shaw of the Digital Cowboys. Be sure to check out our main show every Friday. A few weeks ago, a bill was passed in UK Parliament that would effectively allow copyright holders to cut off the internet connection of anybody they had reason to believe was file-sharing illegally. Comedian Nick Doody made a very fine point that this is just another example of the people who make money from the way the world used to be, refusing to accept that their model doesn't apply to the way the world is now. It's like trying to protect blacksmiths and farriers by forcing motorists to put horseshoes on their cars. Now let's look at this bill closely and see what it means, because it affects everyone in the UK who uses the internet, ergo my entire audience. It was set up to protect record labels and movie studios' intellectual properties and stem the tide of piracy. The onus will fall on internet service providers to send out letters of warning to any users who seem like they might be sending back and forth a large amount of files. They could be stolen music, podcasts, or photographs of their dogs. It doesn't matter. If you're downloading to excess, then you're suspect. Punishment could entail having your internet connection suspended. Effectively, our ISPs are being ordered to spy on every single one of us. The idea being that the fear of being watched will prevent the spread of piracy. Now, let's be clear, I am not advocating piracy or illegal file sharing. It's a colossal problem, and the industries affected by it need solid plans to adapt and fast. However, this bill is highly unlikely to stop piracy within the USA. The practice of masking your IP address and using encryption on the files being shared effectively means that the professional pirates, the root cause of all this nonsense, will stay as prolific as ever, yet disappear from view on the web, leaving ISPs spying on the rest of us. And the music and film companies know that. This bill is not being put in place to catch professional traffickers of stolen intellectual properties. It has been set up to catch the common casual illegal downloader. Jimmy, the 15-year-old spotty kid who downloads movies every few days and only goes to the cinema for the ones he really cares about. He also just downloaded the latest Muse album, liked it and really does intend to buy it someday, but just hasn't gotten around to it yet because there's just so much out there vying for the intention of his meagre allowance. Jimmy's fucked. Because if he gets sent a letter politely asking him to stop, sure, he may hold off on downloading for a while. But he's also a bit stupid and susceptible to peer pressure, and Clash of the Titans looks like a waste of eight quid. In a week's time, he'll just have one more sneaky download, and then let's say O2, BT, AOL, or whichever ISP Jimmy is with brings the hammer down, and with minimal required evidence, cut him off. In doing this, they also cut off Jimmy's mum and dad, his sister Susan, and his little brother Timmy. Not one of them has downloaded an illegal file their entire lives, but now they get shafted nonetheless. Mum has a candle-making business on the web. That's dead now. Susie needs Wikipedia to do her homework. Back to the old leather-bound encyclopedias from 1987, Susie. Timmy was just given an iPod for his birthday. Get used to CDs again, Timmy. We're being adjusted for a music industry circa 2002. And as for Dad... Well, I guess his Friday Night Modern Warfare sessions will have to be a solo experience from now on. And say Jimmy's not 15, but 25, and living in a block of flats with six neighbours. Guess who else gets cut off? Jimmy could be downloading Next Door to You right now, and you won't even know it until you go to get the latest Digital Cowboys and get the Failure to Connect screen. What the license holders are aiming for at this point is known as the soft underbelly of file sharing. The teenagers and kids who 
think that they aren't going to get caught, and most of the time don't. In this Orwellian new world, the fear of being watched at all times will, in theory, force their hand and turn them only to legitimate ways of acquiring digital media. It's a good theory, but what bothers me is how much the rights of everybody else are being trampled on in an effort to strong-arm the apathetic and the cheap. Hell, if some Jimmy in your local Starbucks is illegally downloading the shitty new Saw movie, you can kiss goodbye to web browsing on your iPod Touch at that Starbucks in the future, because they are technically accountable. If somebody hacks your Wi-Fi to download illegally, you're liable, and likely to be treated in the same manner as Jimmy. So long, Jimmy. Now, that's not to say that there are easier answers out there. According to the BBC, a Joel Tannenbaum in the USA was recently fined $675,000, or £412,000, by various record companies after being found guilty of 31 sharing violations online. For 800 songs at roughly $843.75 per song... It's in the region of half a million, whatever side of the Atlantic you live on. And this is a somewhat disproportional response from a panicking music industry desperate to make an example of somebody, anybody, at any cost. That's a life-ruining amount of money to be fined for something so astonishingly casual. It's the sort of figure usually associated with high-level salary-thieving business fraud. Joel Tenenbaum is hypothetically going to have to work for decades to pay this off. For a neat line in comparison, let's take this to a very quaint Just William kind of direction. Look at piracy as scrumping, the stealing of apples, as Bill Bailey said, basically fruit larceny. The kids in the olden days would nick a tasty Cox's Orange Pippin to save themselves tuppence at Roger the Greengrocer's, and the owner of the orchard would yell at them and chase them with maybe a pitchfork or a hoe, as they scampered for the high garden wall and their awaiting friends Ginger and Douglas. Now in the digital age, there are thousands of kids nicking barrels full of apples, Fortunately, the orchard is the size of Nebraska, and the orchard owner has one or two kids in the dock, and says that despite the fact that these kids weren't actually going to ever buy that many barrels full of apples at Roger the Greengrocer's, and despite the fact that every apple magically grew back to yield in a fine crop for the season, almost as if nothing had been stolen, that these children owe him 6,000 gold sovereigns, an amount impossible to obtain for a chimney sweep. As it happens, 25-year-old PhD student Joel has fought back and has assembled legal aid to passionately fight the disproportionate charges against him. But that's how America's currently handling it. In comparison, this UK digital rights bill seems far more lenient, but it's actually affecting more of us in more insidious ways. The government has placed the right to take action upon suspected file sharers into the hands of a twitchy and unmerciful set of industries, grasping at ways to keep hold of a bottom line in a very tenuous economy. The chances of innocence getting caught in a litigious crossfire is actually pretty likely. In conclusion, looking closely at the way this bill was passed, I'd like to express my utter dissatisfaction for British politics. I think it's something a lot of my generation share. We've seen the Conservatives, who are doing a terrible job, ousted by new Labour, only for them to make even more of a hash of it. In a two-party system, that creates a feeling of the unwinnable situation, and a vote of abstinence due to both choices being dissatisfactory is now far more likely to elicit an impassioned response. This bill was rushed to conclusion quickly and quietly, and crucially, before the internet at large could really get their teeth into it and make their voices heard. It was something that would affect us all, yet the majority decision was ultimately made by people who, let's face it, aren't very familiar with the internet. Finally, 
this is not a party political broadcast, but it needs to be said nonetheless. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for in the election, but clearly it's time for a change. I was there in the 80s and 90s, and I remember the beast, and I remember the supply teacher that came after her, and I don't believe that the Conservatives have my back on this digital rights issue. In fact, I would be surprised if more than a handful of them knew what Twitter was. Labour are the ones who forced the bill in the first place, so clearly no help there, but the Liberal Democrats have pledged to actively repeal this bill, so if you're not happy about it, there's one issue that counts in their favour. Whoever you vote for, as Mark Thomas said, the government should be accountable to we the people, not the other way around. Sorry, I thought this was that other meeting I was going to, the one by the docks. Back. back to video games next week. The